Hello, everyone. Welcome into Yelling from the Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys, joined by my co-host, Gage Bertovich. This will be the Week 14 Pick'ems. Gage, how you doing this week, man? Right now, while we're recording, it is Thursday night football, and the New England Patriots are facing your Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't – you know, the, the Patriots are facing somebody, but I don't know who exactly who it is because – this team, this offense, I don't know what's going on. Trubisky sucks. The uh, linebackers that they have filling in for the starters, they suck. Um, the play calling, the running, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. The, the first play of the game, Ezekiel Elliott goes for a run and knees T.J. Watt right in the head. <laughs> yeah, if that was any indication of how this game was going to go, I think it's gone pretty well in that case. Yeah, that's that's not the way you want to start off a game, and it's been uh, it's been downhill since for for Pittsburgh. Man, it's uh, not the best showing for them so far. Early in the second quarter, though, who is the uh, third string quarterback? By the way, <laughs> well. Right now, technically nobody, because they didn't call him up from the practice squad, but that would be Trace McSorley. Oh. Yeah. They they signed him, I think, on Monday, and then tonight they just didn't call him up to be the emergency. So if, you know, Trubisky, you know, if he were to, you know, accidentally get hurt and Rudolph comes in and he gets hurt, I, I don't know who plays quarterback at that point. Maybe Fryermuth? I don't know. It, it it probably couldn't be any worse than what Trubisky is showing right now in this game, man. This is uh yeah. No and, words really to explain how it is. And I, I I know how frustrated you could be watching your team play like this in prime time. I I never thought I would say this, but I would rather have Jake Browning right now. Mitchell Trubisky is just bad. Um we're we're in the holiday spirit, holiday season right now, you know. You probably you know, heard of Elf on a Shelf. Well, I like to relate this to Trubisky on a case of whiskey because that's what you need to be able to watch this guy play football. <laughs> oh, man. You, you mentioned Jake Browning, and, uh, you know, he looked pretty good the other night, I, I must say, for my Bengals there. He did. I was surprised. I, he led the league in passing yards this week. He didn't do too bad for himself. Very surprised. Never would have expected that at all especially on the road on a Monday night. But uh, Trubisky's still out there running around. How long do you give for Trubisky to get benched and for Rudolph to come in? Oh, man, I would say halftime. What do you think? That's exactly what I was thinking. If they keep, you know, doing what they're doing right now. I mean, Trubisky can run a little bit. He's shown that, but he doesn't Mm -hmm. know how to stay on his feet, apparently. Right, and his decision making is is, is awful. <laughs> I I think he's thrown three picks, and only one of them has counted because the other two had penalties. Yes, it's exactly right. It's not what you want out of your starting quarterback in the NFL. And I don't even know how this guy's a starter. And and you know, Patriots have struggled to score lately, and they've got fourteen already early in the second quarter. Bailey Zappi's out here, you know. Which of course the last that last score was helped by that Trubisky interception, but they went right down the field on the very first drive, man, and it yeah, looked, I, looked like a different team. I attribute that a little bit to the fact that you know I think I mentioned this last week, maybe not, 
we signed three middle inside linebackers in the offseason. Chase Holcomb, Quan Alexander, and Landon Roberts. Um, Alexander and Holcomb out due to injury. Roberts been hurt a lot. Um, he was questionable coming into this game. I don't even know if he's really playing because I haven't seen much of him. So they're playing Michael Walker. Don't know where he's from. He was on the practice squad for a while to begin the season. And then former Panthers player Blake Martinez, you know, the, the Pokemon card scammer, mm-hmm. who you're watching him, he can't cover Ezekiel Elliott. You're not going to put him on a wide receiver to cover. <laughs> like, it's just so bad to watch. This defense takes me back to, like, uh, 2017 2018 2019 when they had the Steelers had a prolific offense a horrible defense that had like Artie Burns and um oh there's another guy but I forget his name that's how bad he was but it's just it's horrible (laughs) oh Trubisky just threw it way down the field out of the reach of Deontay Johnson there but uh We'll uh we'll keep this on here in the background. I know you'll be you'll be watching it and uh, you're probably giving your live reactions during our picks here. So uh, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's why I thought recording this during you know the Thursday night game this week would be very entertaining. Yeah, I, I never would have expected that it would probably be really entertaining with uh with Pittsburgh being down like this, looking just horrible. <laughs> uh, it's amazing too, just like how injuries can really affect your team. And how having a horrible punter can also affect your team. Um, but then you also you look at the starting line. And, like, Mason Cole, he, he shouldn't be a center. He shouldn't be a center in the Canadian Football League, let alone the National Football League. You put your hands at your chest. The ball's not going there. It's either going off to your left, off to your right. Trubisky last week, the Cardinals had to pick one up off the ground. Uh, Kenny Pickett, before he got hurt, was reaching out with his tiny hands to snag the ball out of the air because he can't snap it to him. <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> but, yeah, injuries can really affect the way a team plays, and it's crazy. One injury, you know, could really affect them in multiple. It just derails the team pretty much. <sighs> so, with that being said – Let's hop into the Sunday's picks here. And Monday. Two Monday. We got two Monday night games this week. Oh, do we? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we like two that. Monday nights. We like that. Oh, definitely. The first matchup this week, the one o'clock matchups, those Tampa Bay Buccaneers at five and seven travel to Atlanta to face the six and six Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, are you going to roll with the Bucks in this one? Like, I'm not. <laughs> uh, Atlanta being the favorite surprises me. Um, Buccaneers, you know, you, you got their receiver who's very consistent, Mike Evans. Um, I think he just broke the record last game for most consecutive seasons over 1,000 yards. And he's done that with the only real notable quarterback he's ever had being Tom Brady. Um, I mean, he's done it with other quarterbacks, Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, and then some nobodies in between. But for him to be able to do that consistently, imagine what he could do with a, a constantly good quarterback. Like, that's just insane to me. Um, Atlanta, you, you there's not I, – I don't know what to say about them. 
Like, they're either going to come out and look really good, or they're going to come out and use Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and B. John Robinson as decoys to set up plays downfield for Michael Pruitt like they did last week. Uh, it's insane. I mean, I know they won last week, but that was against the Jets. And at one point, I saw the game was 2 nothing, And I was like, yeah, that's about how I expected that game to go. Um, Defense-wise, I think Tampa Bay has a bit of a better defense. I think that's what's going to come into play this week. I'm going to go Tampa Bay and surprisingly take the underdogs on this one. Well, we all know that I'm not going with Tampa Bay in this one. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Uh, last week, like you said, just an ugly game in the rain against the Jets. They pull off the win, 13-8. to eight. Desmond Ritter is back, you know, <laughs> at quarterback. Uh, you know, what do you say about that? Um, B. John Robinson, I still don't think he gets enough touches. No. You know, we've we talked about this all year. You know, they're not using him as much as they should. I don't know if they ever will or not. Uh, with that win last week, the Falcons – you know, uh, put Tim Boyle out on the unemployment line as the Jets after the game released Tim Boyle, which, uh, you know, why he was there anyway, who knows? He was friends with Rodgers, but now he's unemployed. Uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, on the other hand, they uh, they had a, you know, win last week over the, the Panthers, but I still think that they just, you know, they barely beat him, you know, at home. Mike Evans, like you said, the only consistent thing with that team over a thousand yards for the tenth straight season. Uh, give me the Falcons in this one, and I think that they'll cover. I think it'd be a field goal game, but it's not going to be a fun game to watch. <laughs> give me the Falcons to win, though. That'll definitely be like one of the least viewed games this week. Yeah, absolutely. The next matchup it's an NFC North matchup: the Detroit Lions at nine and three travel to Chicago to face the Chicago Bears, who are 4-8 and eight on the season. Detroit's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? Uh, Detroit, you know, they've had very good games this season. They ended up, you know, they went out to a 21-0 lead last week um, over in New Orleans, and then the Saints started to really make a comeback. Um, Lions just barely squeezing it out, 33-28. to 28. This week, uh, you, you got the Bears, I mean, they're still they're, I mean they're better than the Patriots. Um, but that's about it. Um I don't really see this even being that close or that good of a game. Oh wow. Um no. Oh, sorry. Um <laughs> Yeah, Pat's touchdown. Yeah, I understand. Uh, <laughs> Um, but as I was saying, I don't expect – Did anybody have Hunter Henry for two touchdowns, by the way? <laughs> if you did, you just cashed in on that one. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't expect this game to be good at all. Uh, I'm going to go Detroit on this one, and I'm going to take the points as well. Like you said, Detroit last week come in, and they get jumped out to an early lead. Looked like they were just going to blow New Orleans out of the water. New Orleans comes back, makes it close, had a shot towards the end. Uh, the Lions have just – they've got a good offense and everything. They put up points, but they let teams hang around. And, you know, like the like the Packers, they end up beating them. 
and let the Saints almost come up and beat them. Uh, the Bears was off last week. There's not much else to say about the Bears. Justin Fields and, uh, you know, uh, he's back, I guess you could say, playing the last few games. But <laughs> not much else to say. I think Detroit wins. I think they cover easily in this one. Uh, give me the lines to defeat the Bears. Before I go on to the next game, uh, last week, I forgot to tell what our uh, picks were. I went nine and three. You went eight and four last week. So pretty, pretty good week for both of us. Yeah, pretty solid. We'll take that. Hey, you could have went 10 and two if you didn't take the Panthers over the Bucks. I, I very well could have, but <laughs> we all know. We all know that was not happening. <laughs> Panthers almost, almost, you know, you know, whatever. It happens. I did take the Bengals, though. To, they pushed me over that, you know, up to that nine wins right there. Yeah, no, I was, you know, that was a good game. I was surprised by that game. Speaking of the Bengals, the Indianapolis Colts at seven and five traveled to Cincinnati to face the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati is a one and a half point favorite. Playoff indications. In this matchup right here, Gage, what do you think about this matchup? I think this one's going to be a little bit probably, you know, on the better side of games this week. Um, both teams, if Jake Browning comes out and plays similar to what he did last week, he'll, you know, do just fine. Gardner Minshew, uh, they're, wow, that Colts team rallied, um, did what they had to do in overtime. Minshew delivering a dime to Michael Pittman for the win. But when you're lighting up that many points to the Tennessee Titans, your defense isn't really that good. Um, But on the other hand, you know, we've both mentioned Cincinnati's defense isn't exactly the best either. Um, So I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I'm going to side with you on this one. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals, and I am going to take the spread. Nice. I like it. Of course I like it. <laughs> the Last week, the Colts, like you said, they played with Tennessee, beat them in overtime. Minshew threw for throw 300 yards. Michael Pittman had 105 yards receiving. He's really come on lately. The Colts have won four in a row to get themselves back into a playoff spot here uh, without their – quarterback that they thought they was going to have, Anthony Richardson, they're rolling with Minshew. The Bengals last Monday uh, surprised everyone, I think, with Jake Browning's performance. Uh, I believe you mentioned earlier, maybe it was us just talking, I don't remember, but you said that uh, he led the league last week in passing. Nobody saw that coming. No. The Bengals, uh, they ended up running – putting in an extra lineman several times, got the running game going a little bit. Chase Brown, the emergence of him. Joe Mixon ran pretty well, a lot better than they did the week before against Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the Bengals in this one as well. I think that they cover. I think that they win. I think that they are going to stay in that playoff contention for the rest of the year. Now, once they get there, I don't know if they're going to go anywhere, but as long as you get in, I think that would be a success with the injury to Burrow. Um, let me tell you something. Making the playoffs as a Steeler fan, you have to win at least one game for that to actually mean something. The amount of times that Tomlin has taken us to the playoffs and we've had a first-round exit, it hurts so much. Hey, I I had Andy Dalton for five straight playoff appearances. 
I know. <laughs> <laughs> the the next one o'clock matchup. The Jacksonville Jaguars coming off of a loss at home to the Bengals last week at eight and four travel to Cleveland to face the seven and five Cleveland Browns. Trevor Lawrence has not been ruled out yet, but he does have an ankle sprain. Cleveland a three point favorite. Gage, who do you like in this matchup? There is no way that Jacksonville sends um, Trevor Lawrence out there to play. That would just be absolutely stupid of them to do. I mean, you're sitting at eight and four. You're looking pretty good. C.J. Beathard, I mean, came in last week. I didn't watch to see how he actually played. I was uh, asleep by that time. But uh, he, he looked like, sounded like he did pretty good. Uh, he led, you know, the drive down the Sunday to overtime. Um, I just don't know, you know, being basically a career backup, how he's actually really going to do. Um, then, you know, man, I, I don't know if Jacksonville really has it. Uh, Calvin Ridley, um, I think is going to be number one this week because Christian Kirk, I believe, is out. I could be wrong on that. He's either questionable or he's out. But... If, you know, the Browns' defense, they're just – they're very, very good. And the only reason that I believe the Browns are actually still in any type of playoff contention, well, especially when you got Joe Flacco uh, as your quarterback. Flacco, I mean, he went out. He didn't do bad last week. Uh, I thought he actually did pretty good against uh, the Rams when I thought, you know, they were going to get absolutely demolished by them. Um now the score a little bit skewed. They decided to run it in with Kyron Williams at the end, but still Flacco for his first start in pro it feels like forever did pretty well. So uh, this this one hurts. I'm gonna go and take Cleveland on this. I think it's gonna be just their defense that wins them this game, and I think it's gonna be just enough to pull out the win against probably what's gonna be a C.J. Beathard led team. I'm with you on this one, too. I think that the Browns' defense is going to carry him in this matchup as well. <clears throat> Last week, like, we, we kind of made fun of, you know, Joe Flacco starting for the Browns, but he led him right down the field on the very first drive for a touchdown. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, that was pretty impressive. Not a whole lot after that, but, uh, the uh, you know, not bad. You know, like you said, the defense, though, that's what's going to carry him this week. Jacksonville, like you said, they would be <laughs> – Insane to send Trevor Lawrence out there. You're, like you said, you're sitting pretty good. C.J. Beathard came in, played pretty good. I mean, when he was in the game, they did the same, you know, ran the same plays that they would have if Lawrence was in the game. So they're trusting him with that offense. Uh, Christian Kirk, he had a uh, pretty big play, uh, the very first play for the Jaguars, and then was out after that. They caught a pass for 26 yards. Uh, if he's out again this week, it, it's it's not going to help. Beathard, but uh, give me the Browns in this one. Like you said, the defense will lead the way to victory for the Browns. Ugh. Yeah. The uh, next one o'clock matchup, NFC South, the Carolina Panthers at one and eleven <laughs> travel to New Orleans face New Orleans Saints, who are five and seven. New Orleans is a four and a half point favorite. Gage. Do you like the Panthers to get their second win this week against New Orleans? Absolutely not. No, no. Uh, I mean, 
I think that point spreads a little much. I think this is going to be, hey, hey, touchdown, Deontay Johnson. <laughs> and I started him in fantasy. Let's go. There we go. Um, 25-yard touchdown pass. That looked like something that Kenny Pickett would not have thrown. Um, where were we? Nice kick. Oh, yeah. Panther- oh, yeah. I don't know how oh, they made that catch. But, wow, that was awesome. Um, where, yeah, we're where, talking about the great Panthers game coming up. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah, Panthers Saints. Um, I, Derek Carr, I don't think he's playing this week. Um, I think it's going to be Jameis Winston leading the team, which case, you know, hey, I think three and three, I believe, is his touchdown to interception ratio this season uh, coming in for uh, Derek Carr when he's been injured. You know, and three and three as a, a backup, that means your starter has gotten injured a lot. Fragile Derek Carr, I think, is going to be his nickname from now on. Um, but the Panthers, like you said, they're sitting at one and 11. They're, I mean, they're just bad. Bryce Young, uh, I feel bad for the kid. He had all the talent and just went into a horrible system. Give me the Saints on this one, but I don't think they're going to cover. You mentioned Jameis Winston. He's three and three right now. Touchdowns and interceptions. They they don't call him Mister Thirty for Thirty for nothing. Uh, a couple of years ago, when he had thirty touchdowns, thirty picks in the season, that's impressive, one way or another. Uh, but uh, the Panthers are just horrible. Like you said, Bryce Young went to a bad system. Feel bad for him. His coach got fired his first year there. Uh, and it's you know they they played the Bucks pretty good last week, but we know that the Bucks absolutely suck. Uh, Saints are a little bit better, and that that division is just awful from top to bottom. The Falcons right now are at top of it at six and six. We may have one of those teams you know finish eight and nine and make the playoffs and host a, a host a playoff game, which is absolutely ridiculous. I'm taking the Saints in this one, and I think that they I don't think that they'll cover the spread. I think the Panthers will keep it close. But they won't win. They don't know how to close out and win a game. They won't do it again this week. Give me the Saints. Next one o'clock matchup. The Houston Texans travel to East Rutherford, New Jersey to face the New York Jets. Houston is a three and a half point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this one? Only a three and a half point favorite. That is insane, I believe. Uh, like you said, after the, the Jets lost, Tim Boyle, feel bad for the guy. He didn't have much time at all on that team, but he went, got cut. Uh, they went and signed, I believe it was Brett Ripien off of Seattle's practice squad, I believe it was. Is he starting? Is Trevor Simeon starting? Or is Zach Wilson starting? It could be any of these guys, or they could just say, the heck with it. We're just going to use all three of you. Who I don't really know. Um, but the Texans, they're just they're too good offensive-wise. Defense, they still have, you know, some issues to talk about. Will Anderson, uh, he's pretty solid up up front for them. I think they went, they picked off Russell Wilson three times, so that was good on their part. If they pick off Wilson three times, chances are whatever quarterback uh, the Jets play this week is going to end up uh, throwing some turnovers, throwing some interceptions, probably getting some fumbles. So I'm going to go Texans on this one. This seems like a pretty easy one. Give me the Texans. Give me the points. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the Jets just picked up Brett Rapine 
off of the Seattle practice squad. He also played for the Rams earlier in the season, started a game for him against the Packers, actually, which uh, the Packers actually blew out the Rams or beat him pretty good. I mean, it was not good. So if that guy's your starting quarterback, uh, I don't know. Uh, but also Trevor Simeon, you know, he was on the Bengals practice squad in preseason. Who would have thought he would have been playing a game the other day and Jake Browning, both the two backup quarterbacks for the Bengals, <laughs> playing significant minutes in week 13 of the NFL. The Jets' defense is still pretty good. I mean, really good defense and everything, but they got nothing offensively at all. Texans got a really good offense. Uh, C.J. Stroud, one of his favorite targets, is, is down and out Tank Dale. But he's still got Nico Collins, and uh, they got a pretty decent defense as well. Uh, I think Houston's going to put up uh, not a lot, but they're going to put up enough points to beat the Jets because the Jets just absolutely cannot score. Give me the Texans in this one, and uh, I think that they will cover this three-and-a-half-point spread. Speaking of uh, Brett Rapine's uh, former team, the next matchup, the L.A. Rams at 6-6 six and six travel to Baltimore to face the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore coming off a bye as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage. Do you think the Rams will pull off an upset in Baltimore? Going through, like, the games earlier today, you know, trying to think about who I'm going to pick. This one, right off the top of the head, it was like, boom, Ravens. Definitely, you know, no chance the Rams have. Then I started to think about it. We don't know for sure. I mean, I'm assuming, you know, Ravens coming off the bye week. But going to assume that Lamar has all of his wide receivers. We know he doesn't have Mark Andrews. And that's one of the things the Rams struggled with the most this season was covering the tight end. And with um, Isaiah likely being the starter, that is going to help the Rams defensively. Um, And on the offense side for the Rams, Kyron Williams, big game uh, the last two weeks since he's been back, um, over 200 total rushing yards in those two weeks. Um, I believe one touchdown on the ground, two in the air um, throughout those two weeks as well. Uh, this game, I think, is going to be a lot closer than what people think. I'm still going to go with the Ravens, but I'm not going to take the points. So give me the Ravens, but going against the spread. So the Rams have, have won three games in a row here, and they've started to look a little bit better. They've uh, played better the last few games. Looked a lot better. Last week they beat a, a good Cleveland defense, put up 36 points against them at home. But this ain't the Browns they're playing. They're playing the Ravens. The Ravens are coming off of a bye. Uh, The Ravens are just a different kind of team out there. They're at home. I think that the Ravens will win this game. I don't think that they will cover either. I think it'll probably be about a – they won by a field goal or seven, but they won't cover that seven and a half. I would like to see the Rams win this game because it's Baltimore, but – I'm going to have to go with Baltimore here, and they continue to win games, and they may end up being the number one seed in the AFC this year. Yuck. Yeah. So uh, we're heading to the 4 o'clock window, and another team come, two teams coming off of a bye. The Minnesota Vikings travel to Vegas to face the Las Vegas Raiders. Minnesota's a three-point favorite in this one. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? I'm hoping that the game, the last game, I should say, that Josh Dobbs had where he threw the four interceptions 
I hope that was just like a fluke. You know, quarterbacks have that bad game every once in a while. Because his first few starts as a Viking was pretty, pretty good. Aiden O'Connell, though, I mean, we know, you know, the rookie, um, you know, probably ain't going to be that good. I think he's played sneakily good. Probably not to the point to where, you know, C.J. Stroud is at. Definitely not that. But when it comes to game management, it seems like Aiden O'Connell has done that very well. However, the Vikings, offensively and defensively, they just, I think they have too much. Um, Justin Jefferson may be coming back this week. Um, You got Jordan Addison, the rookie wide receiver next to him. TJ Hawkinson at tight end. Um, Josh Dobbs, the pastronaut, going for quarterback. Defensive-wise, they got some studs, uh, playmakers over there as well. And on the Raiders' side, what do you have on offense? You have Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs has been getting a little bit of traction the past few weeks. But, I mean, Jacoby Myers, too. I forgot about him. You got Jacoby Myers. I think if Minnesota wants to win this one, they have to game plan to double probably Devontae and then hope that um, your corner can stick with Jacoby Myers or maybe you play some sort of man zone hybrid against them. Um, just to try and confuse them. I think they're going to force Aiden O'Connell into throwing some turnovers, throwing some uh, maybe a pick six even in there. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, I'm going to go Minnesota on this one uh, just because I think they have too much firepower. And What was the spread again? Three, Minnesota. Three. I, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I'll take that. I'm going to go Minnesota and give me the points. The Raiders, both teams are coming off of a bye week. Uh, Minnesota, Josh Dobbs has kind of been a little shaky since he's been in Minnesota, but he's won games. Uh, he's struggled to handle the ball a few times. He's got some weapons. If he gets Justin Jefferson back, that's going to be huge for him and Addison. You know, on the ends, Hawkinson in the middle there. The running back, uh, Mattison. <laughs> a lot of sons on that team, I'll tell you. Yeah. And then, of course, on the other end, Vegas, we got the great value, Derek Carr. He's played pretty well lately. And then uh, Devontae Adams, he's played pretty decent since uh, Josh McDaniels was fired. And Antonio Pierce, that has that defense has looked a lot better since he's taken over. Give me Vegas in this one with the home upset, even with Justin Jefferson coming back for the Vikings. I can see the Raiders winning this game and Devontae Adams having a big game at home for the Raiders to hang in on the playoff picture for the AFC. Wow, okay, I see it. The next matchup, we head out west. The Seattle Seahawks at 6-6 face the San Francisco 49ers at 9-3. San Francisco is a a 10.5 point favorite. Gage. Do you think that the Niners are the best team in the NFL right now, and you think that they'll win this game? I do, in fact, think they are the best team in the NFL right now. Everyone thought that the uh, the Eagles were the best team in the NFL. They got absolutely smoked last week. I mean, I think I picked the 49 No, I picked the Eagles to win, I'm pretty sure. But in my right. heart, I wanted the 49ers to win. Yes. Uh, I, 
Yeah, because we talked about the whole Pennsylvania hatred thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but Debo Samuel came out, had a monster game. Three touchdowns, two through the air, one on the ground. And Brock Purdy, I believe, has turned into the favorite for MVP. And he should get it just for beating Philly. That's all I care about. You beat Philly, we're, we're good with each other. Um, and Defensive-wise, these guys are playing great ball. Not just on defense. The heck with that. All around, these guys are playing great ball. The only real um, dim light, if you want to call it that, has been their kicker, the rookie Jake Moody. He's had some struggles this year. He's pulled it together even the past couple weeks. Seattle um, may or may not be without Kenneth Walker. Um, I haven't read any updates about him. Um, they got great playmakers, but it's not going to be enough to overcome the 49ers. I'm going to take the 49ers on this one. And just because it is a divisional matchup, I'm not going to take the spread. If it was any other team outside the division, I would take the spread. But 10.5 within your division, it just seems much. Give me the 49ers, but go against the spread. Yeah, uh, Kenneth Walker was limited in practice today, so he's questionable to play Sunday. Uh, last week, the 49 or the for the Seahawks played Dallas pretty tough. Uh, made that a pretty good Thursday night game uh, where Dallas won it uh, in overtime there. But uh, Seattle, or Seattle, listen to me. That game wasn't even in overtime, was it? What am I talking about? That was <laughs> Anyways, Dallas won that game last week by six. Good game. Still entertaining game either way, whether I thought it was overtime or fourth quarter. Seattle played pretty tough. Uh, San Francisco last week went by to Philly and just smashed them. Uh, shows maybe what they would have had last year if they had Purdy playing in the NFC Championship game. They had chip on their shoulder, and they went in, and they just pounded them. Uh, the, the three games they lost earlier in the year, uh, they didn't have Debo for those games. Uh, their left tackle, Trent Williams, was out for two of those games. Once you get them back and you get them at full strength like they have been, I don't think there's a team that's going to beat them as long as they're fully healthy offensively, defensively. Uh, they've got it all. And offensively, I mean, you just keep naming players, you know, Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, scores a touchdown every week just about, except for that one week when he didn't. And, he, you know, he said they sucked. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, and then you got George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Jawan Jennings. I mean, you just keep going on and on and on about playmakers on that team. Uh, give me San Francisco in this one, and I'm with you. This is a divisional game. Seattle will play them close, but they won't win. 49ers will win this one and keep rolling. The next matchup, this one, this one's looking pretty good right now. But, you know, a lot better than it was a couple weeks ago. The Buffalo Bills travel to Kansas City to face the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are a one-and-a-half point favorite. Gage, who do you like in this matchup? Ah, man, the Chiefs last week, they went out and lost, uh, surprisingly, to the Packers. And what was a very controversial ending. But it, it, Kansas City, they don't have receivers. You got Travis Kelsey. Sorry, I'm just watching that punt that he just muffed and almost gave away. Um, uh, they have Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift was in attendance. And he didn't even have that good of a game. I mean, he had four catches, I think, for 81 yards, 
no touchdowns, don't know what's going on, but at least we know one thing. We talked about this last week. We know that they're not broken up. So I think that that's all that matters in the Kansas City world, um, for whatever reason. Buffalo, like you said, coming off their bye, we, we don't know what Buffalo team's going to show up. They have looked very up and down this season, um, having a way worse record than at least what I thought uh, currently. So, uh, man, this one, pretty good game, like you said. Um, I could see it being very close. I could see this even being a one-point game. I know the spread's one and a half, but I could see it being a one-point game. But uh, I don't think that'll be the case. I'm going to take Kansas City here. I'm going to take Kansas City, and I'll take the spread. Kansas City last week, they lost it. The Packers, like you said, a very controversial ending to that where uh, Kelsey got pushed in the back two hands. They're they're usually not calling that on a Hail Mary, whether that's right or not. It was what it was. The play before that, Carrington Valentine, where he was riding uh, MBS, you know, (laughs) all the way down the field, and there was no pass interference. Uh, It was just, you know, mind-blowing to me. I mean, that was clearly pass interference. Should have been called. It might not have been the play before that, but it was it was a drive before that, I believe. But uh, you know, Kansas City had a chance to win there. They didn't. Buffalo's coming off of a bye. Very close game against Philadelphia. I I heard uh I think it was Damian Woody was talking about Josh Allen, and he said that he thinks that Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the NFL that can put his team on his back and can win games by just putting his team on his back. And I said, whoa, wait a second here. He's playing a team that's got Patrick Mahomes as quarterback. I'm pretty sure I've seen that guy put his team on his back and carry them with like a little less than a minute left in the game, and he'd come down and he'd get them into field position. You know, that guy's pretty good at doing that too. Josh Allen's been inconsistent. He fumbles the ball, interceptions. He's got, you know, ball control issues. With that being said, this game's at home. I think Kansas City's going to win this game, get back on track. It's hard to win at Arrowhead. Uh, like I said, this game a few weeks ago didn't look like it was going to be that good. It's starting to look good again. But the main thing about this game right here is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are still together. I thank God. I mean, man. They are still together. We talked about it last week on the pod, and we had our answer. She was at the game last week. Love still is alive, and go Chiefs in this one. I'm taking them to win and cover the spread. The next 425 matchup, the Denver Broncos at 6-6. Travel to L.A. to face the L.A. Chargers at 5-7. L.A. is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? So, you know how, like, when you're watching a football game and they have the, the scores coming up across the bottom of the screen of every game? Well, last week, watching the um, the, the Steelers game against the Cardinals, yeah, whatever, haha. Um, it, it, I saw the score of the Chargers-Patriots game, and I saw it said 6 nothing. My brain did not comprehend that that was the final. I thought they were still in play at that point. Then I look, I'm like, wait, that's a different color. That says final. 
that's the final score? Something has to be wrong here. Hey, that just goes to show, I think, how bad this Chargers team really is, offensive-wise. Yes. Defensive-wise, they got a lot going for them. But offensive-wise, Austin Eckler last week was held to 14 carries for 18 yards. He is at a career-low 3.2 yards per carry after never having a season under 4.5 yards per carry. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, look for Joshua Kelly to get more involved in this offense. For whatever reason, just Eckler just isn't able to get it going really this year, and I don't know why. On the other side of things, Denver, they have looked so much better than what they did you know, back in their 70-20 to 20 loss to Miami defensive-wise and offensive-wise. Russell Wilson, like I said earlier last week, he threw three interceptions, but he still kept that team close. And I think he plays mistake-free football this week. The defense does what they've been doing the past few weeks, cause turnovers. I think this game's going to go Denver's way. So give me Denver on this one. Uh, Denver was the favorite, correct? Or was that Chargers? Chargers were a two and a half point favorite. Chargers were a favorite. All right, so I guess I'm going with the underdog again this week with the Denver Broncos. I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. Denver last week had their win streak snapped at Houston against the Texans, but the Texans have been playing really good too. Too both of them teams were hot coming into the game. Uh, the Chargers, like you said, six to nothing. You know, oh, that's a good first quarter score right there. Oh, wait, hold on. You said that's the final? Oh, wow. Uh, there was no touchdowns in that game? Oh, wow. Oh, uh, okay. The Chargers, there's no excuse for that with them. With the weapons that they have, Herbert, you know, Keenan Allen, Eckler, you know. But they, they haven't got it going this year for some reason. Whatever, you know, I don't know what it is. Whether Herbert's overrated, there was a debate a few years ago when him, Burrow, and Tua all came out together. People were thinking, Matt Burrow's the bust here. And they thought, well, Tua's the bust here. Now it's looking like, you know, Herbert's playing, but he's not producing anything on the field for the Chargers. Broncos, on the other hand, they're playing really well. They're finally starting to get going around, you know, getting coming around here. Sean Payton and uh, Russell Wilson getting things going for them. Give me the Broncos in this one as well, man. In the upset, and I think they'll cover because of the upset. The Sunday night matchup should be a good one. The 10-2 Philadelphia Eagles travel to Dallas to face the 9-3 Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are a three-and-a-half point favorite gauge. Do you like the Cowboys to cover this spread and win this game at home against the Eagles? It makes me happy, so very happy, that Dallas is the favorite in this game. Because that means I don't have to pick the underdog. Of course I'm going to go with Dallas this week. Uh, Just like you with Tampa Bay, Philly is just like my hatred. Because, like I said, the Pennsylvania hatred just runs wild throughout the state. Um, Eagles, like I mentioned earlier, they got just demolished by, you know, a team with a winning record. Um, and I know, I know, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, I don't know if they've beaten anyone with a winning record, but I think they make that happen this week. Give me Dallas on this one. Give me the points. So last week, Philadelphia got smacked around at home 
but that was to who I believe is the best overall team in the NFL, the 49ers. The Cowboys did get a win over a winning team last week with a winning record their first of the year when they beat the Seahawks. Seahawks were 6-5, and five, now they're 6-6 six and six after the loss, but they were. They did have a winning record. That was their first one. Dallas has lost to Arizona. They got blown out by the Niners, and they played a really close game against Philly in Philly, 28-23. I'm going to have to go. I'm sorry, man. I know your hatred for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to have to roll with them on this one because I don't see them losing back-to-back games, even though it is on the road in Dallas. Dallas needs this game to try to get to that one seed. You know, if they get it, they're in like – and Niners win. That's a three-way tie for the number one seed. Things get really interesting. But I don't think Dallas has enough to compete with Philly. Well, they can compete with them, but I don't think they have enough to beat them. Give me the Eagles in this one. And, yeah, they're covering because it's, it's an upset. Oh, man, that hurts. Does that hurt or does the halftime score right now hurt worse? Oh, definitely the halftime score, yeah. Yeah, I hope they do something, but I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Now, we move on to Monday night. Eight, travel to Miami to face the Miami Dolphins at 9-3. and three. Miami's a 13-point favorite. Gage, do you think 10 uh, you know, 13-point favorite. I like Miami in this one. Uh, with how good they've been doing, especially on offense, Tua and Tyreek been hooking up a lot. Raheem Mostert still, I believe, leading the league in uh, rushing scores. Um, I think he's number three in rushing yards. Uh, Devon A-Chain finally back. Um, those two are just incredible together. Uh, Tennessee, I mean, they had... Derrick Henry last week did pretty good. Uh, I think he had two scores. Um, Malik Willis made – or, sorry, not Malik. Wow, what am I saying? Will Levis made one of the more um, better plays I've seen a quarterback make in a while. He went through the interception, ran down, forced the fumble, got the fumble recovery, new set of downs. I, I feel like that's just how you draw it up. That has to be a play in the playbook called fake the defense out. And that's exactly how that happens. But I don't think that there's any any stop in the Miami offense right now, especially not by this Tennessee defense. Give me the Dolphins on this one, and I will take the spread. I'm with you all the way on this one, man. Like you said, back there in the backfield, it's a very fast backfield. Then you got Tyreek, the cheetah. You got Jalen Waddle. You got Tua throwing to him. There's weapons all over the field for Miami. That offense is fun to watch. They blew out the commanders last week, 45-17, and, and, you know, just right off the rip, just right to Tyreek Hill, you know, touchdown like it's nothing. You just throw it up and he's going to go get it. Tennessee, on the other hand, they did play in overtime, unlike Seattle. They played in overtime last week against the Colts. Colts took it took, – Took the win in overtime, 31-28. Derrick Henry looked pretty good and scored a couple of times. 
like you said, Will Levis, he threw one touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins, which I I think he stoned – he threw to, like, Jeffrey Simmons. Or was it Jeffrey – yeah, Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah. A touchdown uh, I'm taking Miami in this. Oh, the runner's 46 and a half. I'm taking Miami on that. All right. Uh, 46 and a half. Yeah, I'll take that. Why not? I'll take the over. And uh, the final matchup of the week, Monday night, 8-15. The Green Bay Packers at 6-6 six and six travel to New York or East Rutherford, New Jersey, to face the New York Giants. Green Bay's a six-and-a-half point favorite. Gage. What do you think about this Monday night matchup? What did I say last week about Jordan Love? This kid has looked so good. Uh, last week, once again, just showing my point on that. Um, I don't know. I know I was talking a little bit about his completion percentage over the past couple weeks. I don't know what it was last week, but I know it was pretty good. His yardage and touchdowns also looked pretty good. Um Christian Watson, I think, is doubtful, though, so that might put a little bit of a monkey wrench in that, but I don't think it'll be that huge of a deal. I think Jordan Love is going to continue um, getting his completions up. I think he's going to continue throwing knees down passes, um, continue like Chris Collinsworth said last week, looking like Patrick Mahomes on some of his plays. Um, I, I don't see any way that the Giants come out with a victory on this one. Give me Green Bay. Give me the points. I'm with you here, too. Uh, Green Bay, like you said, Jordan Love has looked pretty good the last few weeks. He's probably the most improved quarterback from the beginning of the season till now. He's just really had it going on. Uh, Aaron Jones actually returned to practice today, so he may be coming back for the Packers, which would help them out there, too. Uh, they've had A.J. Dillon. He's run pretty decent. And then they've had Taylor, the backup running back, who's you know got a few yards here and there. Uh, like you said, if he's at without Christian Watson, that'll hurt him a little bit. Uh, but he's still got Romeo Dobbs. They still got a few weapons around there. New York, <clears throat> Tommy DeVito. They're playing on Sunday. Uh, that's about it. That's all you can really say about the Giants. There's nothing else to say. Uh, give me Green Bay in this one, and uh, I think that they'll cover the spread at six and a half. So uh, yeah, give me the Packers. The bye week teams this week: the Arizona Cardinals. And the Washington Commanders, not missing much there. Well, unless the Cardinals are playing Pittsburgh, in which case you're missing a, a Hall of Fame Super Bowl caliber team. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, And I don't think it was just the weather delay. I don't know. The uh, Cardinals, you know, I, I, I don't think, know what happened there. I think the weather was trying to help us and trying to force the NFL to cancel that game because it was just bad. Yeah, it was uh, it was not pretty at all. And speaking of not pretty, Mitchell Trubisky is back out on the field to start the second half. Yeah, he's on the field. That's all you can really say about it. Yeah, he has uh, had one good pass so far I've seen, and uh, he's still there. So it, it's amazing. We'll see how the rest of it. it. It's amazing to me that this guy was not only a first round pick, but oh, Mason Rudolph has his helmet on. Oh, that's going to be something. But that this guy was a first-round pick and he was second overall. He's only had one good season, and yet he's making $6 million this year from the Steelers. It's incredible with this guy, how his agent robs teams. Oh, yeah. And 
and the Bears traded up to get that second spot to draft him. That's even crazier. They could have had Patrick Mahomes, but no, we got to draft Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, could have had Deshaun Watson. They could have had literally anybody that they want. <laughs> and they traded up. Listen, you know what? All these draft picks, we don't need them. We got Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Think about that. He went had he had one good season, a, a Pro Bowl season. I don't know if they even made the playoffs that year, though. Maybe they did. But I also feel like that was the year that the Chicago Bears came into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers. So I really can't get enough of Trubisky at this point. Mm, man, and you know, uh, he 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 played school at North Carolina. Sam Howell's also played at North Carolina. Neither one of those guys have really impressed me in the NFL. Drake May is a top prospect. Is he going to fall in the footsteps of those guys, or is he going to be better? At least Sam Howell knows how to like throw for a lot of yards. That's true. Uh, I don't think it's all Sam Howell in Washington, though. You know, you know what I don't oh, yeah. understand? They just ran a play that reversed it back to Jalen Warren. At that point, you can throw the ball. Throw it out of bounds if you're going to get tackled yeah. seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yes. That drives me crazy, man. Throw it 30 yards, throw it 30 feet up in the stands or something. 30 rows up in the stands. Just don't run for seven yards loss. Like, Najee Harris, I don't even know what he was doing there. Like, he missed his block. He could have went out for a pass at that point. It'd have been better off. <laughs> oh, my God. Try to get creative, get tricky, and it, it it's like the Bengals the other day with uh, uh, Jamar Chase, and he threw a pass for minus seven yards. Oh, yeah. And then that. they tried, they said, you know what? We're going to try that again. Let's get Tyler Boyd to throw a pass, and he threw it to Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh Allen does not play offense for the Bengals. And it was incredible, too, because Josh Allen, it, it's not like you didn't see him. He didn't move. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. It's like, oh, Josh can... said, oh, thank you. It's like, oh, I can get it over him, and then you throw a bullet right at him. Like, no, I don't think you're getting it over him. Yeah. And and it's like, what? You know, Jake Browning's playing pretty good. Do we really need our wide receivers to throw? I mean, I can understand if he's behind, maybe trying something tricky, but he's not doing bad. <laughs> well, that's what I was like. Uh, and they even said it uh, on the broadcast, like Jake Browning, I, I said this last week, against the Steelers, he looked super comfortable in the pocket, sometimes a little too comfortable, but he yep. made it work this past week. And then you go and have <laughs> – it almost cost them the game because Jacksonville, I believe, scored a touchdown off of it. Yeah. So it was like, what are you doing? And at that point, don't throw the ball. Take the sack at that one. Yeah. I believe the game was tied when he threw that pick and Jacksonville went up 28-21. I believe that's what it was too, yeah. Yeah, that like you said, that could have cost them the game. Luckily, it didn't. But I don't know. Some of these trick plays, man, it's like, why? what's the point of doing this? <laughs> you know? And, and it, this, you know, I'm pulling this off the broadcast as well from Cincinnati. But if, when the trick play works – you're called a genius. You are called incredible. You are called a great play caller. When the play, mm-hmm. when the trick play doesn't work, 
you are looks like a, a buffoon, especially on national TV. And it's like, what yes. are you doing? And, and then the player gets even more hate because it's like, why'd you throw that? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the first the first trick play, it's like, all right, that was not good. Let's not do that again. But they're like, no, 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 we're going to redeem ourselves. We're going to do it again. We're going to throw with the wide receiver one more time. It's just Jamar Chase. He just can't do it. I, it, I mean, he slipped and fell. It's obviously going to work. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, uh, you enjoy yourself the rest of this game here. Yeah. And maybe your Steelers will come back and get the win. They're driving right now. I hope so. I would like to go to bed happy, and I would also like to not go to bed before the game is over. So we'll see if we can make that happen. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll see you back here again next week, week 15. We're getting down to the playoff time almost. Just five games left in the regular season. Getting crunch time, man. Let's do it. All right, man. We'll see you next week. All righty. See you later.